Welcome to Language Power. Learn Norwegian in 17 years. After listening to... I, I don't think we have time for that, uh, this intro today. No? And uh, why? Because uh, Jamie um, wanted a part two. Yes. Oh, for, part the, two. for yes. the village people. Yes, you said that you... We just stopped too early, so we need a part two. I think so. I think we got carried away and started just diverging off the subject of <laughs> I don't think you should uh, say anything negative about your own uh, podcast uh, oh very sorry sorry but, uh, we were uh, uh, but you had more things you wanted to talk about yeah I think I think we both did didn't we did we did we Oh, I pressed the wrong button. I was actually supposed to press. Oh. But uh, so, tell me, uh, Jeppe, <laughs> about uh, your problems we're facing in Norway. Uh, tell, tell me about the language barriers uh, oh. that you had. Is it uh, so? My question would be for you as an immigrant refugee, mm. actually, an illegal immigrant without any papers. <laughs> <clears throat> I've seen through your drawers and you have nothing there. Oh, man. So uh, do you think you can get far in Norway with uh, just sign language? Because uh, I had a TV concept many years ago, mm. uh, which was how far can you get uh, with sign language? Like semiotics or m just miming? Or actual sign, just normal. No, I, I'm uh, not. Uh, no, I sorry. Uh, body language. Body language. Yes. Uh, oh, I see. So they were supposed to put me up in North uh, North Cape, like the, the northern mm. town in the world, and see how far south I could get. Could I get to South Africa with just body language? Uh, Does walking count? Did, would you just walk, or did you have to hitchhike? And uh, we had the limit train? time limit, and that was twenty four minutes. 24 minutes. <laughs> no, but we had, uh, we had, um, no, you, uh, you can walk, but can you, what would you eat and sleep? Where would you sleep? Yes. Not outside with the bears and wolves yeah. and the lemons. The lemons. You know the lemon? You can't, lemons are dangerous, are they? You call it, say, lemons in English too? What's a lemon? Lemon is like, uh, like a fat mouse. A fat mouse, a lemming. Lemming. Oh, uh, lemming. lemmings, do they exist anymore? I didn't think they... they oh, were. yeah. Uh, all over Norway, there are more lemmings than the Norwegians. That explains the innocence of... And But it's very easy to kill them. Yeah. You know what to do? Uh, no, I don't. Is there a special trick? You scare them. Oh, and they just die from from fear? For, for From heart attack. Oh, yes. And That's you can see, time. they, they simulate to do the heart attack as humans do. They... Press their chest and oh. and then you hear the death sound, oh. and then they die, and they oh. on the back. Poor lemmings. Lemmings, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it's sad. You can't use them for anything. Like uh, the fur is a uh, useless. Useless. The oh. meat is uh, not very good. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and they're too small. But the lemmings are very nice indicators for you to know what kind of other animals 
there are many of. Oh, because if there's more lemmings, there's less likely to be predators. Yeah, less foxes and um, and if there's Ooh. much lemmings, then what do lemons uh, eat? Um, th- it will be much of that. What to, do lemons since eat? Since they're there. Yes, they eat the lemons. Oh. So language barriers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good example of language barriers there, I think. How far can you... Uh, um, what were your um, troubles so coming to Norway? I actually found an interesting statistic out um, a few weeks back that more Norwegians can speak English than Canadians in terms of percentage. Can speak Norwegian? Can speak English. Oh. So 86% of Norwegians can speak English to some level or another, whereas 78% of Canadians can speak English. Wow. So that's pretty impressive. So it's it's, it's nice, but it's embarrassing because I do want to talk in Norwegian. I mean, I wouldn't be on this course otherwise, you know. Um, Go on, we have 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is strange. Like, And, and what I, I do find funny is... Um, a lot of Norwegian get very insecure about their Norwegian accent when they're speaking English. But from an English ear, it's just nice. It's different. It's not some something that's going to get bullied. It seems like um, mostly Norwegians that are good of English are more critical of Norwegian speaking English than English people, which um, I find quite strange, actually. So what you're trying to say is that it's difficult to speak Norwegian because every Norwegian wants to speak English? Yeah, sometimes. Because they can speak the language, or, but they don't have anyone to speak with? Or it's either that or, or the slang, because you go to different areas. So um, when I first came here, I, I mentioned a fair bit that I worked on this um, building site in um, a town called Rovik in Nord Trondelag. Yeah. And um, there was guys from all over. So you had Bergen, Stavanger, Trondheim... Um, Tromso, I think there was a guy from, there's a guys from Poshkren and Shen in Telemark. So everyone's accent was very different. So, but there's one thing that's common for all those accents is that, uh, mostly Norwegians, they're very influenced by American films. Yes. And so, they want to speak like that. So yeah, it's embarrassing. So when they have a, a possibility to speak to someone who speaks English, it's hi, Jamie, how are you? Yeah. I don't get that. The American. I'm back trying. with the vengeance and yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah. That is strange. That is very strange. Um, so they're not trying to speak English. They're trying to speak uh, voice American over English. Uh, yeah. English with lots of... Ugh. And there are even some girls who speak like that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's odd. I don't I don't get it. It's um, especially from an English point of view, because it just it makes you realize how um, culturally relevant um, an American accent is sometimes. And that just comes from me. Actual language power. <laughs> even the language power <laughs> logo is influenced by American. Uh, I didn't even realize that. I've just noticed. Yeah. Or because if it, it would be a Norwegian voiceover, it would be language mm. power. <laughs> How would it be? Language power. Language power. Language power. Language power. Language power. So, uh, 
But uh, other things about Norway is that Norwegians are known for being uh, reserved and private. And that's like, that's the biggest uh, export Norway has. Uh, yeah. Be, uh, when you say Norway, you don't say ice bears or Joe Nesbe, the writer, or mm. aha, you say, oh, cold people, reserved and private. Yeah, that and black metal, is, I but, think, are the two things that but you is get that from Norway. true? Is, is it, are they um, reserved and private and how? I actually think that that's minutes. slightly regional um, because I've experienced in it more reservedness in certain small towns than I would from people from cities, which is, you'd expect the other, the opposite. Um, where I've been to Bergen, people are quite friendly. They're quite chatty. Uh, Trondheim, everyone's very friendly and chatty. Oslo, people are a little bit suspicious to start with, but then they're quite friendly. Um, Venishla, people were really friendly. They were quite crazy. They were good fun. Um, Halden, people were quite standoffish. Sashberg, which is on the same side, they were very friendly, and so were people from Moss. So... I think it um but are the, I think is everybody is friendly but uh mm. but are they reserved Norwegians Yes I, I guess that's what I mean is they're less reserved when I'm saying they're friendly they're they're less reserved and um so they take contact with you like they do in UK Yeah like there's oh. there's people I've met out there that I still talk to like for example in in Rovik I've still got people I still talk to there by messenger every now and then um and people in the districts are they uh so there because you've mentioned some districts some village issue so So it's just a myth i think people right so my theory is that people in villages are stranger how like they're weirder like um look weirder they have like a he-man haircut (laughs) and no they're just a bit a bit more odd but i think it's because of the insular nature of living in a village do you have an example of uh oddness from the norwegian village Language power. <laughs> so um, let's think. A good example: Hoxen. Hoxen. Hoxen was a very strange place. Um, their their main restaurant is a kebab van off of a roundabout that's got a little car park, and um, the kebab van basically just cooks frozen frozen food and everyone says it's the best food ever. Yeah, they have that when they have like um, official uh, states people coming. Yeah, pretty much. We, we stayed in this hotel in Hoxand and and it was just really weird. Like it was run by this really sweet lady in her, in her 70s. And you could tell when she was in the hotel because you could smell the cigarette smoke because she would just smoke in the hotel. And... Um, she would walk around just turning all the lights off all the time um, and go, oh, this is too expensive. I don't know why I've got you here. All the time, that would be one of the first things she used to say. And everything had this really thick layer of dust and the hotel looked like it was from The Shining. Mm. And that was the the best, like the beds looked like they were from the 80s and they were tiny and lump. We should go there one day just just to see it, just so you can see how mad it was there. Um but yeah, and the people from Hoxton, they're very, they're very starey. It was very, the hills have eyes. Like, and I try, I did try to talk to some mm. once, but they just sort of, they so were the people very, are also from uh, Shining. Yeah, I think so. Actually, <laughs> they were a bit, they were a bit, they were a bit different. 
let's just put it that way, the way they looked at you and the, why do, the way do they, they look and, at because you look a bit strange. Though. Maybe it's just I the fact that yeah, they don't see many people that are brown. Maybe that's what it is. But you're not brown. You're uh, a mixed race. Look at him. Yeah, mixed race. It's a lot yeah. of in Hoxton. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I what think they're known for. Uh, I think that's more inbreeding, isn't it? That's mixed because they've just. I think uh, um, a mixture of uh, everything. Yeah, like the webbed feet and the gills. And you have uh, purple kids and. Yeah, it was just it was just a strange town, but then like there was this other town um, called Mulder. I w- I was in in the north, um, and um, I remember going out for a drink and then it being, I think it was about one, one, one AM and I wanted to get some food. And the only place that was open was a, a petrol station that sold burgers. And, <laughs> and I went there and there's this massive queue of people for these petrol station burgers, which I thought was funny in the first place. And then there was a fight in the queue because people were pushing in front of each other. And I turned around and it was a guy in his fifties coked up to the eyeballs by the looks of it that had, um, that had pushed in and then just tried to start a fight with a load of teenagers, like really happy, like innocent looking teenagers Mm. just to try and just to try and get a burger two minutes faster. And I thought that was a bit weird, but it did, it reminded me of parallels from um, my hometown in Croydon because I think crazier things happen in cities, but crazier people generally come from villages. Yeah, but uh, uh, gas station burgers—that's uh, uh, very common all over Norway. What, just fighting for gas station burgers? Drunk people fighting. You know, when you go to Facebook, the first thing mm. that comes is uh, YouTube uh, Facebook videos from yeah. fightings at gas stations, burger shops. So that's uh, that's not some uh, special with Norway though. Yeah, no, no. I've seen like in like in my hometown, I've I w- witnessed um, what ended up turning into like a 40, 50 person brawl mm. over the last chicken wings in a chicken shop. Yeah, um, where yeah, these guys, yeah. But uh, they've tried to because uh, here in Horton also they had uh, lots of problems with that when the mm. bar closes, everybody wants to buy a burger and. In the burger queue, it's always fighting. So yeah. the politicians they decided to close the kebab shops oh. a couple of hours earlier than the bars close, uh, so you don't have that meeting place for fighting. So uh, what happened then? Then everybody went to the gas stations to buy burgers instead. So they just moved the fighting to an other open area away from where people lived. Oh, so now there's less complaints because there's less people living there. Yeah, but there's still the knife stabbing and... uh, The fighting at the gas stations. But some other place where it's nicer and quieter. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, That's a sad sad decision, isn't it? Yeah, but they do that all the time in Norway. They do that with the hookers also. Uh, You know, in Oslo, back in the days, you have Karl Johan, the main street. Mm. In the bottom of the... In the one end of that main street, which is Europe's... uh, uh, Sorry, Scandinavia's... Norway's biggest uh, walking street <laughs> uh, where you go shopping, like Oxford yeah. Street. And on one end you have the castle. Yep. And on the other end you had the, something called Prata, which is a, a meeting place for all the drug addicts and yeah. uh, hookers and prostitutes, you call oh. it. Uh, 
And then the politicians decided that, oh, we can't have them here. And everybody was happy, like, yeah, of course we can't have them here. We must help them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, don't, and the, yeah. Uh, and what they did was uh, uh, they just moved them. What, next to Parliament so they uh, could get easier access? Uh, to the par uh, parallel roads, because <laughs> this road was... Uh, where the tourists came because you have oh. the train station from the airport and they didn't want the first thing you see when you come to Oslo uh, that the you see the and, prostitutes and yeah. the drug addicts. So they moved them uh, another road. And then there it came a very famous hotel where all the celebrities wanted to be. Yeah. So, and that was in the same streets. And then they were like, shit, let's move them a parallel road a bit further up. That's and funny. so they keep on moving them here and there. Uh, and now they're in Brugata, which is uh, a place where it's a bit more quiet. You don't hang around there uh, if you're a tourist. So they're yeah. just hiding uh, prostitutes and uh, the problems from the tourists because yeah. it's about the tourism. So it's all about the perception of how people think you are more than the actual reality of fixing the problem itself. But they're that not quiet the and uh, yeah. reserved, as you say, especially mm. not after a beer or two, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's completely different. Um, after a few drinks, um, Norwegians just change into a completely different personality and race. And Do you feel that they, if you meet them on Monday or Tuesday, you can feel, almost feel like, I want to talk to you, but just wait till Saturday because I have so much I want to ask you, but I have some I, I don't have that issues. yet, but I have, I have seen people on the Monday or Tuesday after say talking to them like for half an hour or so, like half an hour meeting them in the, in the pub or something like you having a chat outside and half an hour, hour, you know, and then you see them, see them Monday morning walking somewhere and they avoid you or people get worried. Do they get anxious? Cause they think, Oh no, I might have to talk to this person sober now and, you know, develop an actual interpersonal relationship with this person instead of just drunkenly talking to him running away. Mm. It's very strange. But uh, what about the job market? Is it an uh, advantage that you speak in an international language that so many percent uh, Norwegians speak? I, Or is it a disadvantage? Or will, does it make you an alien? I think there's a mixed bag. I think the more you know Norwegian, the better chance you have of getting a job over here but i've also i remember reading a news report this um i think he was he was pakistani norwegian so he's born pakistani heritage born in pakistani in yeah aha <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. oh sorry <laughs> some nice tabla playing there young man so you read the Pakistani newspaper? And no, it was um, it was a study. This guy basically sent his CV out with his Pakistani name on top and with a Norwegian name on top, and there was no difference other than that. And he sent he sent them to the same companies, and he had a seventy percent better response with the Norwegian name, and that was the only difference on the on the CV. <laughs> <laughs> So that was not a. So he didn't apply on McDonald's then because it would be opposite. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're not looking yeah, for white people who can complain. They're just looking yeah. for dark Foreign people. Workers. Go and make more French fries. Yes, boss. Yeah. Okay, so you mean that uh, it's. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. But I think um, the more Norwegian you know, the easier it's going to be to get a job anywhere. 
But your name is Jamie Andrews. If you're, yes. which is a foreign name. Mm. Oh, yeah, if your um, name was Abdullah um, Fatima, uh, that I would think be, it would be uh, even harder because um, at the preconceptions of the um, Norwegians have of English people and the sex uh, because Fatima is a woman's name and uh, oh. Abdullah is a man's name. It would be confusing, but oh. uh, yeah, it would be even uh, worse. You think? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's been proven to be so because of experiments like the the one that I was talking about. But Jamie Andrews is also a foreign name. Yeah, but but uh, isn't that why you decided to call me Yepper Anderson in the first place? That's right. <laughs> so, uh, what about government bureaucracy? Oh. Do you find that uh, is it challenging? Uh, things take long time. There are lots of forms to fill out, or are you? Is it like UK? Um, or is it the bureaucracy is partially also because they speak English but not so good, so it's misunderstandings both ways. I think. All right, so I had an absolute nightmare getting my immigration status in in Norway, um, partly because I came over just before Brexit and COVID was happening. I think at the time. But what was supposed to take 12 to 16 weeks to get you your ID, do your interview, um, visit the police, you know, talk to the tax people, all that stuff, took 65 weeks. Wow. And, like, there was points where the police had lost my pictures. Um, cause I had to you go lost in your and, pictures? Yeah, yeah I, there was a point where I had to go in and get my photos taken for my ID card and ha- have fingerprints taken. And they said, if you don't hear from us within a month, give us a ring. So I hadn't heard from them for five weeks, five, six weeks. So I, I phoned them and I didn't get anywhere. So I sent a quick email and the, the, I got the, one of the officers got back to me on the email like, oh, you must have not done this, 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 this and this. And I was like, well, actually, I have done this, this, this and this. And then it was like, all right, I'll go and check. And then a few days later, I get an email back going, oh, I'm very sorry. You need to come back in. We've lost all of your information. And they'd lost my pictures. And it was all digital pictures. This is the thing. So they'd lost my pictures and they'd lost my fingerprints and I had to go in and do it all again. And footprints, do they have your footprints? Yeah, and they smell your breath and they... um, They do that too? No. I mean, there were lovely, nice people there, but it was just um, that sort Hassle. of stuff happened all the time. So you're um, so warning to everybody who wants to be become a Norwegian citizen. It's uh, yeah, and and like it took me six months to get a bank account. Six Which, months. Six months. So um, those six months, you had like uh, cash or no? A I British had to use account? I had to use the missus's account basically. So everything I earned went straight into her account, which was a bit of a nightmare. Oh. But it was, yeah, it was just a nightmare because I, I went, because you get a D number as a as a foreigner, which is your tax number for, for working over here. And they gave me a D number. And what I didn't realize is that they recycle D numbers. So I had someone else's D number from the past. Like ID number. Yeah. So the, um, the... <laughs> I went to the bank and and um, I gave the guy my D number. He had my passport, blah, blah, blah. And the guy that was making the account got really stressed and really flustered. And he was like, I just need to go and check something. And then he come back and he's just like, oh, 
this has never happened to me in the 30 years that I've worked here, blah, blah, blah. I'm really stressed. Are you okay? And I'm like, you haven't told me what's going on yet. Hmm. And he was like, look, there's another person that has your D number um, that has an account with us. And she'd taken out a load of loans 10 years ago. Wow. Um, So it turns out I'd had some old lady's D number from before some, uh, that had taken loads of loans out from the bank and then had <laughs> died and not paid it. Mm, so and I, she looked just like you. Yeah, so, oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> it must be the beard. So um, I I had to get investigated. So they thought that you were a swindler. You can yeah, say swindler yeah, in so, English? Yeah so, yeah, so I had to get in, investigated for fraud mm. and, and stuff like that. And he was like, you must be really stressed. But because I've had all these other problems trying to get my immigration idea and that I was just mm. so not bothered by it. I was so used to all did, of these bureaucratic did they think that you were ups. the same person well that they, they, they it was really strange he just wanted to do it really by the book so we they did all the investigations and they said we'll get back to you in four weeks time with so, in that voice in that tone so no, you we will get angry. back to you we'll in get four back weeks. To you in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to you in four weeks. Time. Like that, or were they friendly? No, he was panicked. I think he was a bit stressed, and so they got back to me and they sent me in. They sent me a letter with the account, like everything's working. But what I didn't realize is you need to have your name written on the post box, mm. because if your name's not written on the post box, they won't deliver it. What do you have in UK? Fingerprints? No, you have letter boxes, so you just post it directly into the house. You don't have the post box outside the house. Ah. So So you don't have letter boxes in UK? Yeah, the letter box is in the door. In the door. Front door. Mm, okay, so you, so you don't have separate uh, No, you just go mm. straight it goes straight through. Hmm. Um so that that doesn't that doesn't happen. So it was really um it was really strange and I think I was working working away so the letter bounced back and um because they wouldn't they wouldn't deliver the letter unless i was there in person or my name was on the on the box like i said so then i phoned them up and said all right can you resend the letter and they were like oh we've lost you on the system oh no you've got a d number of this woman we need to reinvestigate you for fraud they had to do the entire investigation all mm. over again Because the bank had the bank had lost everything. Did you? Did they tell you how long uh, jail time you could get if? Uh... <laughs> Nothing like that. They just mm. kept. It was just constant mistakes. But did made. you feel like you? I need a lawyer now. I no, need. Like, I, I, although I did get, um, I did start looking up the law a little mm. bit because I was thinking I might have a case. I nearly went to the newspapers about it all because just the amount of. Um, like muck-ups and just mistakes that were made bureaucratically. Do you think the newspaper would care? Would they say, yeah, that's Norwegian procedure? Maybe. And that would that would just say everything. That would sum it up, I think, really well. But yeah, I think the experience in terms of government for that, maybe I was very unlucky, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in um, the bureaucratic side of things in a lot of ways to get things done. Although I will say this... The, the health side of Norway, Helsingorg, is amazing. It's, it, it, compared to the UK, it is so much better. Yeah, I think so much faster. Compared to so the rest much, of the yeah, world. It really is. The health service and, and the way that you're treated and the, the fact that, you know, they actually have the budget to look after you. So how can we is, link this to the village? Different. I don't know. You asked me about the government. What the, about the local authorities here in the districts? 
I've not had much um, much um, to do with the local authorities. But I don't uh, think like it. when you moved uh, here to, because mm. you, you you came right to the districts, yeah, without uh, checking out Norway as it is mm. in like Oslo, which is the yeah. I lived in Bergen for a, for about three weeks, but oh. I was in a hostel, so I don't think that really counts. A hostel. Mm. And uh, so what, what do you think was uh, strange, like just visual strange things uh, in the districts, like when you move to Horten, which is a little town, for example, uh, you probably noticed that lots of properties, they don't have fences. Yeah. Uh, against, uh, which separates their property from the neighbors, for example. Yeah. And that's, that, in England, that's... That's, uh, that's weird. Yeah. And and the other thing is, um, people tend to have their gardens go the whole way around the house here. Mm. So in the UK, you'll have a front garden and a back garden. Not side gardens? There's no, no, it's very rare. You might have a little alleyway going down the side to get from the front to the back that you've got a gate in between. But isn't it nicer to have it all the way around? Um, but that's just a question of uh, economy. Yeah, economy and taste, I think. Mm. I think it's because you're slightly... People are less reserved when they're out in public in the UK and they'll chat to each other and stuff but they're more reserved when they're at home. So you want to keep your home life private. So you have the back garden because you don't want people looking in. Mm. Whereas in Norway, you can walk past someone's house and see people enjoying themselves in their garden. Um, enjoying themselves. Yeah. So what about uh, moose warning signs? That must be <laughs> probably one of the most well, uh, exciting, uh, the Norwegian things you've it seen? Is cool. or is- What I've noticed is the road signs are the same colours as the road signs in the UK, which is quite nice. So mm. that's, that's very similar. In terms of road signs, obviously Fart Dump was probably my favourite for about 10 minutes when I first moved here because that's the childish... Speed Dump, Fart Dump. Yeah, um, right. speed bumps. Yeah, Fart is speed. In Norwegian, Dump is bump. Mm. Um, so yeah, that... And, and I really liked the... Um, The zebra crossing guy. So you know the guy wearing the hat that was crossing the road. The Michael Jackson guy. Yeah, I think he looks really cool. And you saw that. You see that more in um, districts than you do in the city because they've upgraded to the unisex just stick man or stick person. Hmm. Yeah, um, with walking stick. No, just just like they've been drawn, like you know. You oh, stick, stick man, for stick yeah, yeah, or stick mm. stick. The unisex. So you feel person. that the uh, the zebra cross man has more I think personality he, yeah, cool. in the districts. They're, they're just really cool. Like I literally call him the cool got the cool crossing guy. You want to meet him and with the hat? Yeah, he looks like he's him. on his way to like deliver a blues concert or something like that, or mm. play some scar. Or they don't wear hat anymore then, though. Yeah, that's true. You don't see other than um, beanie so f- hats. So for me, I, he looks like Freddy Krueger in some way. <laughs> Because it's always uh, on the way of zebra crosses are like w- near schools mm. and there's Freddy Krueger going. So I've, uh, when I was younger, I used to tag, tag, you call it tagging? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the marker, the yeah. three uh, stripes of a claw out of his hands. Oh, that's cool. And then he became Freddy Krueger. That was my uh, tagging. I like that. I worked for... Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe as a <laughs> part promoter. of the marketing team. <laughs> that, I mean, we could use this guy actually as our um, 
our Instagram posts for the episode, maybe. Yeah. The cool guy, make him look like Freddy. But alcohol probably was uh, all the taxes and the prices of alcohol in the districts. How did you notice that? Did you feel that people don't give a shit? Uh, they go out and drink? or I think you notice that everywhere mm. when you first come to Norway, the prices of alcohol. But I think the district people were much more likely to just get tanked up indoors at home and then go out and turn up to a, a like like in Horton, they people don't come out until about 11 in the evening. In the districts, yeah, that's very normal. They yeah. empty everything they have and get totally drunk and then they're yeah. not... Uh, and then they have two or three top-up drinks and then... They can't get yeah. in the bar and because then, the doorman yeah. is, uh, you're too drunk. Yeah. I've been like building up to this a whole day. Yes, that's why you're not coming yeah, in here. <laughs> and then and the funny thing is then they'll have maybe two drinks and then they go to whoever's house has the the most drinks again afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Like it's after party, Nashpil. Yeah, you might as well just stay there and have a house party and then instead of going out cuz that's Yeah. Because, it feels like yeah, going you go out to have a recruitment for the party. What and about then, the recycling? Uh, is was that a issue for you because Norway is one of the world's most environmental uh, conscious uh, uh, countries. You know, you have more electric cars here than hmm. any place in the world. That's not because of the environment. It's because it's... Of the benefits. Uh, yeah. But... I, I've but never though, seen... Yeah. But in the districts, did you think that they would be so caring about environment in the districts? Because it's always... always oh. Yeah. That's a Norwegian dialect. Mm. Uh, it always seems like uh, they're just as environmentally conscious in the districts as they are in the big cities. <laughs> That was a very difficult uh, sentence for me to say. Mm. You know, yeah, I've never I... spoken so little uh, Norwegian in my course. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I think... Take it away. I think the first thing that I noticed was pants because you don't have pant pants in the UK. Pant. They don't wear pants there? No, pant. Pant. You know, oh, pant. like, uh, yeah. so, what do you call pant in English? So there's no such thing. So for the English listeners and the American English speaking listeners, um, pant is something where you pay a deposit on plastic bottles or cans when you buy them. And then when you recycle them, you get that deposit back. And that's not something that um, exists in the UK and it's um it's very good. Like I I think it's a great idea now. I mean it's an extra cost but if you recycle it's not an extra cost at all. But is it boring to have one uh, dustbin uh, garbage can just for paper and one just for food and one no, just I, for glass and one like, just for in towels. In the UK that's the same as well depending on wait what What, um, the local government does and how they run their recycling. But it's boring. It's better to just throw everything in one big um, dustbin. No, I, I like recycling. I think... Um, you like it? Yeah, I think it's... I, and I, I genuinely think if you've got a garden, you should be composting your food recycling as well. What? Of- so you're a natural born farmer kind <laughs> of... Uh, Okay. No, I just think you should com- compost it because it's useful. Like you, like the amount of coffee people get through when they're using their mocha makers and stuff like that, and that's all really good compost material. So you never throw away that material. You keep it 
Oh, we, we don't have a garden that has a compost annoying mm. me, otherwise I would do it, sadly, because I, I love the idea of it, because it's just useful. Mm. But do you have it in a big plastic bag? And yeah, we have the little green plastic bags that we, we put in the bin. So when you get that. a garden, you have like tons of Oh, yeah. Wait, coffee. Like, I would definitely do it then, if you get mm. a garden. Very good. Looking looking forward to it, actually. But uh, the roads, they're bad. The roads. Yeah. But I think roads outside of cities are bad everywhere. I don't think that's a Norway problem. Mm. I think that's uh, because it's um, local government has less budget, so they'll spend it on things that they think are more important problem. And the roads are quite low down until they start costing the local government money. Because, I mean, potholes will always get fixed if you take a picture of the pothole and you charge them for the damage it's just done to the car. Like, say you break a wheel arch or something like that going for a pothole. If you take a picture of it and send it, you can, you've got a case to charge the government for it. And the moment it starts costing them money, like local government, then they'll fix the problem. But until then, they'll always prioritize other things. And one of the main things I think districts in Norway like to prioritize from what I've seen more than anything else is how great that district is. Like they love talking about themselves and promoting their district as the best district that you should move to because we've got, um, I don't know, maybe one extra time massage place than, than the district next door. We've got... Um, I don't know, Innovation Norway here. And there's one more member of staff from Innovation Norway than we've got in the Innovation Norway in the town next over. You know, it's very, um, they're all promoting the same thing a lot of the time, I think. Slogans, every town and every city has a slogan. Do they? Yeah, here in Horten you have, uh, we have it in Horten. Ah, what have they got? Uh, they have... Um, Nature, of course, ah. and they have uh, bars, a couple of them, and they have mm. uh, restaurants. First time I heard that, somebody told me in a local pub, they said, uh, we have it in Horton. It was right after I moved there, and I said, yeah. what do you have? Do you have something for me? Can you <laughs> show it to me under the table? Oh, no. No, no, we have it here. I said, yeah, okay, where? Let's go outside then. Yeah. And I went outside with him, and he said, yeah, we have it here in Horton. Okay, uh, are we talking grams or kilograms? What, what do you have? <laughs> and he said, "Oh, we got pubs, bars. We got, look, we got birds. Look at that, that bird. That's that's a crow." Oh, no. I said, "Yeah, and that's a seagull right behind you." Okay, what else do you got? Uh, we got trees, plants. Uh, we got people with dark skin like yourself, some of them, and we got look, an African guy with red beard uh, driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a vehicle for handicaps. Um, a mobility scooter, him. yeah. So I said, okay, but I, I'm thinking of buying a winter jacket. Uh, where can I buy that? Oh, then you need to go to Tunsberg. That's the next town. They have it in Tunsberg. Oh, no. Hello, thank you for listening to another episode of Language Power. If you liked the episode, please share it with a friend. 
and um, recommend it to them. The more listeners we have, the better, because it lets us know. Send us a voicemail, a message, oh. if you have a question about something you want to know about Norway, as we have uh, in every episode, send mm. it to on, on, on Messenger. Yeah, you can find us on the Language Power Facebook page, the Instagram page, and I think... I think that's the best places to find us, actually. Love you, bye.